Christ. <laughs> you, you might have got that one for the, for the call there. I know. <laughs> I was going to say something about football, but I'm not going to say that because you definitely have to cut that as well. What's that? Man. <laughs> Burnsy's, Burnsy's been inappropriate. I just <laughs> figured we would ju- it's better if you just start recording it as soon as we're all on it. Like, really. There's already, there's already been a paedophile mentioned. <laughs> just missing stuff out of the thing. <laughs> Who, who picked the movies this time? Me and Cinderella Bart. Man. You picked Cinderella what? Man. Why do you and, keep saying man and after he Cinderella? Picked, and he picked uh, Rocky. <laughs> which was really helpful. Aye, Cinderella, man. I'm, I'm, I'm missing something here. You're at it. Sorry I don't speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron. That's not against the law. Gun! You fucking moron. I stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? Ah! You moron. Drop dead. Moron. Whoa. Up here, you morons. morons like yourself. Me down, you moron. Hey, moron. I don't know who's. Genuinely, it was a genuine question. What? Why do you keep saying man after Cinderella? What do you want me to say? Cinderella, full stop. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Bunsy, you picked picked the the movie for this week, so I think you should do the introduction and uh, take the lead for this week, please. Damn, I've got to do this bit. it's nice of Dubs to be listening and he's just walked away. Oh. Don't know you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so I don't know why I really picked this, to be honest. Let's like start I'm... off with welcoming everybody in, though. Hi. Properly. Disaster. Hello and welcome everyone in and all of our many new listeners to more Review Movies. Um, <laughs> I've been forced into hosting this week because Kel can't be bothered and... <laughs> This week, I don't know why I chose. I don't know why I chose this film to be honest. Um, called Cinderella Man. So, I think when I was looking through movies, I hadn't picked any sort of sports related ones in a while. Um, so I think that's why I went. I think maybe I've picked romance ones and horrors and stuff like that before. So, um, and there's usually quite obviously a lot of. When I was looking through, I don't know if maybe I'm just missing stuff. But there seemed to be a a lack of highly rated sports film so yeah that's why I picked it and it's basically just about a former boxer who falls in hard times and has a comeback really do you want me to carry on my thoughts ex-host <laughs> ex-host is that, is that my title now yeah uh, for those that uh, don't know which movie we are talking about and they get, maybe get confused about Cinderella and Cinderella Man I'll give an introduction to this one. The story of James J. Braddock, a supposedly washed-up boxer who came back to challenge for the heavyweight championship of the world. We all watch the same movie, right? Hope so. Yeah. I've got a few in Tron, hasn't it? <laughs> of course I watched that. <laughs> I was leaving you open there, Sean, to come in and give us a bit of drama. No, well, I would just... Tried to do a wee joke at the start, but Daniel seemed straight flat. through it, so I just left it straight away. <laughs> so right. I just leave that one. Oh, shame. You had that. You've been practicing that one as well. Right, I'll just carry on then. Um, so yeah, I thought I watched this after um, the one we're doing next week at Rocky. So I've sort of have got some comparisons between the two. Um, but I've lost where my notes were for Cinderella, man. Oh, there they're there. Um, so I'm going to start off with the bad points that I thought about it. Um, I've got quite a lot of good points. I don't, know if, I don't know if everyone else is going to feel the same as me or whether it's going to get obliterated or not. Um, so I thought there was too much um, time spent on in-ring, ac- in-ring action. So, like, obviously, had his original fight um, when he wins, I don't, I don't know what I don't know what years. I know it's basically in the roughly nineteen thirties, but the very first film, very first fight when the film opens, and then you just you always have like the fights that lead up to the main the heavy the main uh, heavyweight match for the title, and I just thought too much time was spent on the in ring stuff between all those fights, 
And also I thought um, that some of the boxing action was quite ridiculous. Like there was a lot of just like big haymakers getting thrown and it was just, it just seemed far too over the top. I want, if it's going to be in the ring, I want to either be believable or that you don't see too much of it. So it's more <coughs> of a backstory. I agree with that, Bunsey. Uh, I didn't really want to mention the other movie because I feel like obviously we've that just ha- we've happened to watch those two mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. back. But even if you like, so I've mentioned to you a f- you guys a few times about Raging Bull. That's a boxing movie that has got a lot of action in it, like loads and loads, maybe more than Cinderella Man. But it's the action is a lot lot better than yeah. um, than what was in this. I just felt like a lot of it was really repetitive, and I don't know. It just didn't feel like suspenseful or exciting or anything like that. I really thought the the action was overkill. I thought, like you were saying about the initial fight, when he's obviously working his way up the first time, I thought that one was all right. But then, obviously, he goes kind of through the hard times and all that. And then as he's kind of working his way to the heavyweight title shot, I just, the, the fighting just seemed to be really samey. That's the, the term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like, I felt the exact same thing about this. I actually felt like almost two halves of a film. You got like a wee bit at the start, then all the hard time stuff. And then suddenly it was just like back to back boxing. Mm-hmm. Or it felt like at least an hour, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was when I was researching the bad guy, Max, or whoever they was, yeah. um, the main guy that he fights at the end, I thought his punches looked fucking awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then about like a zunk guy outside the manaki like it didn't look like boxer in the slightest i think that's what i was saying about the fightings with the haymakers and that it was when he was watching him fighting somebody else before they fight together and you're just seeing them just flinging these punches it's like if you were in a boxing ring with if you even watched like an undercard of some nonsense fight like not even a heavyweight it was a heavyweight fight but it was on like an undercard of some bt show and and like york call or something which they seem to just want to put every fight and i don't know why i'm talking about that but anyway is um, they're a lot better standard than this. Make it believable if you're going to, or just don't show enough of boxing to actually make you care about it. I think we, we, we've had a few, not just boxing films as well, had obviously Warrior and stuff like that, and we spoke about uh, like the kind of choreography of how the fights are done on the film, and it, very rarely does it come across very well. I've, I've never seen Raging Bill, so I can't comment on that. But, I mean, there's a handful of boxing films out there that are pretty much the same as this, like big, just unrealistic haymakers and stuff. What I did kind of like about this one, though, is that it, in its defence, there was a wee bit of realism in terms of like there was a lot of clinching and stuff like that. So they've tried to you not know, just make it or just like punch, 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 like just back and forth like a street fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just on how you say that there seemed to be like a, a lot of action, I didn't really kind of feel that. Uh, I went back and I had a look at his actual fight history. So, like the first fight that we've seen on the film, I believe, was the late twenties, like twenty eight or twenty nine. Mm-hmm. And then he's he's actually since then he's, he's had at least like twenty or twenty five fights. Even during his comeback, he had a lot more than what we've seen. What they've shown is obviously the one against the the unbeaten, like the really ugly guy. Uh, it, I can't mind his name, but it was the first one for his comeback when he was getting paid like two hundred and forty dollars. Aye, he was only sort of putting that fight to kind of build yeah. the guy up, and then he ends Aye. up knocking him up. winning it. So like they've only shown, I think, like the the kind of key ones they missed, and obviously because you would just be sitting through just endless fight scenes. So like, I mm-hmm. never really felt the way that a couple of years I've already said about how it, there seemed to be a lot of action. I thought it was perfectly balanced. That's what I felt anyway watching the film between action in the ring and then. Obviously, his personal life and he struggles through the depression and stuff like that. I was just going to say, Sean, about your your point about the the boxing, and obviously I mentioned Raging Bull as well. Like because Raging Bull's Martin Scorsese, the, it's obviously the boxing's really violent, and I I feel like this it was just really like I don't know it, it was too easy. You know what I mean? There wasn't really a lot. Of, there's one bit actually, and I think it's the in the final fight. Uh, is it Max Bear? The guy's called. Is yeah. That- yeah, he, he comes out for the twelfth round, and uh, that Max Bear guy is like fucking beaten to a pulp, and Russell Crowe's not got a mark on him. Like I, 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 I picked that <laughs> moment out in particular. Wow. Like obviously that's they've already went the twelve rounds, 
and it's got another three rounds to go or whatever, and Russell Crowe didn't have a fucking blemish on him, I thought, it's just no realistic, eh? I was also going to say, sorry Hunter, I kind of want to come in, but uh, with Max Bear as well, they're obviously, they're, they do all this stuff about him, like Russell Crowe's character maybe dying in the ring and stuff like that, but I didn't really feel that that Max Bear character, the actor that played him, he didn't really, he wasn't really, like threatening or anything like that either, mm. he's just like a big, the, the guy that uh, Russell Crowe knocks out actually, that, for his comeback fight, was a lot more menacing looking, I didn't feel that Max Bear guy looked like, I don't know, he just, uh, it was weird. And obviously they had like women hanging off him as well and stuff like that. I was like, it just wasn't, a, it just didn't land for me at all. I thought yeah, he looked quite gimmicky. I just got to come in, just on what you're saying, Dubs, the one point I did have for the trivia um, was that Max Bear from, uh, actually was a decent guy in real life, so... Well, the bit of trivia I've got here is the guy that the first guy, well, the only guy he actually killed in the ring, it's like that apparently like haunted him all his days. Like all his future puffs money, he donated to that guy's family. Like, yeah. so I said that he has actually was the again, it's just a risk, a hazard of the sport, I guess. That there's a chance you go in there and you're going to literally get your lights knocked out. And that's what we said, he was a decent enough guy that he felt so guilty for it and made sure that the his opponent's family were still looked after well after that fight. What I was going to say as well, right, obviously, I never ever look, uh, after I've watched the film, I never usually look at, like, the, what is, like, how it was made or anything like that, because I just, I didn't like that to influence my review, um, and obviously this is based on a real person, but it never actually said that at any point in the movie, did it? Like, usually it'll say this is based on true events or whatever. Yeah, no, it didn't, because it was only after I watched it, I'd I googled it and I realised it was based on true events. I don't know if you just went in with the, I hadn't heard any of the boxers. I don't know if if, if I'm the only one that's here or like that, but no, it didn't. It definitely didn't mention in the film. No, I just thought it that was that... it to the end. Like, if you had, if if you just watched this without reading anything about it, you would kind of maybe gather from the end, like it kind of tells you what happens after the fight and like how they kind of live their life Aye, after it. That. Uh, I just took that as I, I only knew it was. Just, just because I read the wee kind of snippet on the internet before, uh, I literally just knew that it was based on a true story for that. And I just took that shot and it's like they were doing just a wee bit at the end. More like, because sometimes I also do that in films when it is just based, it's not based in real life too. So I know what you mean in terms of it is, it is sort of hinted at, but I didn't. Uh, see, son, you had mentioned dubs. Is I'd, I'd, um, it, was only, it was only after, when, well, no after, it was during the film when obviously they're talking about 15 rounds. I don't know if this is in your. Trevor as well, Hunter, but... No, I did notice as well with the 15 rounds, because I'm sure the other film that we're reviewing <laughs> next week, that was also yeah. 15 rounds. I, I, I wasn't aware of when. So I think it was 15 two-minute rounds back then instead of 12 threes. I'm not I sure it was I don't 15 threes. I think it was, because the bit I read briefly was something like... I can't remember the guy's name or anything like that, but it was something to do with... A, but a guy had died after and say like the fifteenth round and it turned out when they did like the um after he'd passed and whatever they realized that it, his brain had been hurt a lot given a lot more damage after the twelfth round. So after that they said right instead of having fifteen minute round eh, fifteen rounds, we're cutting it back to twelve. Because I was thinking like, is this are they just completely fucked up here and it should have been twelve rounds? But obviously it was it was fifteen rounds at that time. And I don't I can't remember when it changed, but it changed because somebody died, I think. That was 15 never, and 3. I never realised that that was actually based on something that had happened, that they then changed it to, to 12. I, I knew that um, it was 15 rounds back in the day because I used to play uh, Knockout Kings. I don't know if any of you played that. Yeah, and you could you could do like it was like you could go like all the, all the fuck boxers and that, and it was like some of the fights were 15 rounds. Right. No, I'd, no idea. I think well, the last the last fifteen minute round heavyweight title fight was Mike Tyson in nineteen eighty seven against Tyrell Biggs. A fifteen minute round, fuck. <laughs> just one round. Just, just one solid round. Fifteen rounds either, like. Just I just I was searching there because I think uh, it's called uh, the the champion championship distance, and it was saying here that the longest one in record was in a bare knuckle boxing match that lasted for three and a half hours. I was just, that's why I was uh, going to come in. I was just going to say that, that it, there used to be no timeline. It would just keep going until somebody just fucking collapsed, essentially. That's mental. <laughs> I was going to say as well, um, I, I kind of keep mentioning Raging Bull, but 
Um, that a guy, the guy that that's based on, uh, Jake Clamotta, um, I think he fought, I think it's Sugar Ray Robinson. That might need to be checked, but he fought him like five times in his career. Like, you know how nowadays, like, obviously they'll maybe have like a second fight between boxers or mm-hmm. maybe if like very rarely they'll have a third gen. Like, back in the days, like, as well, the boxers seem to have like hundreds of fights and uh, they also like seem to fight each other like weeks mm-hmm. apart and stuff like that. It's just, it's all totally changed now. Like, the, the, the undisputed champ in the world or whatever sometimes they'll not have like maybe more than two fights a year and shit like that. I think there was a guy, Andre Ward. I'm sure he was the undisputed champ and never fought for years. Right. This was in like the last few years. Aye. It's changed so much, man. Aye. Um, uh, politics, the promotions. I mean, back then it was just like one, there was one belt and that was it. Mm-hmm. So sad. I'm looking at the Jake Lamotta one there, Dubs. Um, he won the title in June 1949 and he fought in the December, February, March, May, July, September, February. There you go. Yeah, hey, it's just, it's fucking mental, like. It's probably because how much money's in boxing now, too, though, because you don't need to fight that often, whereas then you obviously saw throughout the film, then he's he's basically having to, when he's working, it's like the boxing is like top up his earnings, making sure he can look after his family. It's like if you're a boxer and you're, I know obviously comes from, he has his sort of hard times and he does build himself back up to every title fight, but if you got close to that, you wouldn't be thinking, right, I need this fight to be able to, look after my family, you'd have got to a reasonable level and been okay, obviously, the amount of money that's in boxing nowadays, whereas back then, obviously, it was nothing like it, and you had to fight that often, too. I think um, this film could have been doing with being about an hour less in length. I agree with that, mm-hmm. too. Nay. Oh, man. Written in my notes as well. Aye. Like, I'm not normally one of these folk, but I just don't think this had, a, like, enough... To, to justify anywhere near them in the length that it was given because we got I got the picture that he was poor after the first 20 minutes of seeing him being poor. Do you know what I mean? Like, I really didn't need to see another 45 minutes of him being slightly more poor every <laughs> I mean, like, oh, no, the lecky's out. Oh, no, we've no food. Oh, no, the kids have got to go away. No, I've got to go and beg with my hat. No, I've got to go and sign on the dole. Like, we get it. You're like, the guy's fucking poor now. I don't know. It just was a bit overkill for me. See, I'm the opposite to you, Daniel, with that. It's like the bits that I thought it could have been cut down is what we've said before, but there was too much um, boxing, like, in the ring stuff and that, whereas I actually thought the... It felt as if the film, to me, did a good way of, like, you were finding out a lot more about the person and back then what the home life and struggles could be for, like, a family and stuff, which obviously, because it's back then, you don't really know then, you don't no thens and outset and stuff like that. So I thought that was actually that was a that was the more positive parts that I thought about the film was, and I thought as well that uh, Renee Zellweger was good in terms of how she'd where uh, her reactions. You could she was you could tell she was emotionally torn to in terms of how, she does explain it later on in terms of how she's like thinking. Well, if you don't fight with no money, but if you do fight, you could get hurt and obviously get seriously hurt as breaks as takes his hand and things like that and when you mentioned I came into it was it mentioned about the guy in the main event is is that I thought as well they did like a really good way of portraying him as really unlikable I know what you mean in terms he didn't he maybe didn't give the impression of like being that dangerous in the ring I think it was Dubs that said that but I thought as the lines that they gave him and whatever he did come across as a total asshole which obviously that's what they're wanting to do but it does seem a bit weird why they've portrayed him that way when it's based on a real story and he's obviously actually a decent a decent guy and they've obviously just made him out to the complete opposite for the sake of the film, whereas usually you don't get it as, as well to the extreme as that, as I, I would say. I, th- I think with that, is the reason that they've portrayed him the way they have is probably just to shoot their, their film. It's just after don't think, basically. Uh, it's Hollywood don't think the story up, that's it. Aye, that's basically it. Uh, just on the kind of what touch on the length, like obviously I've kind of got like the attention span of a goldfish normally when it comes to kind of long films like this. Uh, but I actually, this flew in when I watched it. Uh, for me, I felt there was enough in-ring action and out-ring personal life stuff. I thought it flowed really well. Like I did really, really enjoy it. Uh, so I'm the complete opposite for Daniel and maybe Bunsy, but 
just on the that the oh, I fucking forgot his name, but the final boxer that he fought. Uh, I don't know if he's kind of noticed as well, but it's the same like throughout the whole film and the fight scenes as well. They're all just like similar shapes. Like where there's like now, if you watch a boxing fight, you might have somebody who is like just like muscles upon muscles, like a Joshua type. Whereas like, I thought that it actually kind of looked really good in the way they done it because back then they all just looked like that. Like it wasn't like the chiselled physiques and stuff like that. It was mm-hmm. more like you could. They're obviously very fit, but it, it wasn't as much about like like muscles and power and strength and all of that kind of stuff. Like, it, like when you when I was watching the fight scenes, it felt like I was watching something from like the thirties. That you can actually go back and watch that full fight on YouTube, and it's in colour and that, uh, and you you can tell they've obviously done it because it, it does follow a kind of similar pattern, especially for the first round. Obviously, right. I never watched the whole thing, but I watched like the first five minutes or whatever. Because uh, I think the fight, the video on YouTube is only like thirty-five minutes long. But I can't even bother watching all of that, obviously. But like, I watched the first five minutes, and it, it was kind of similar in terms of like the movement and things like that. Like it's it's a totally different sport to what it is now, just because obviously people have got bigger, stronger, faster, and all that. Like people, humans have evolved. But uh, no, I, I thought that in terms of the length and way that the film kind of flowed for me I, I thought it was brilliant and perfect considering it was a two and a half hour long film where normally I would be like zoning in and out most of the time You're normally very much against that over 90 minute mark Sean <laughs> I was just going to say though, there, like, about, the, about the boxing and obviously we just mentioned the, the artistic license like if they've made the, the fight like really really true to actually what happened yet they're portraying this guy um, this Max Bear is like a piece of shit when in reality it wasn't it? It's like I, I don't understand why they did that. Like they would have been better making the fight at the end a lot more exciting and a lot more like brutal and edgy if it was meant to be this risk that Russell Crowe's character was taking. Like I don't understand why. Like that's admirable if they managed to make it like realistic, but it just didn't fucking have the effect. And I, I, usually it wouldn't. It, it bothers me sometimes with the length of the movie. But I, I, it doesn't bother me if it's like worth it for the suspense or anything like that. But I just didn't feel like, just but for such a a brutal sport, like it just didn't grip me enough. Like any of the action, I just felt like I just always knew that Russell Crowe was going to come out on top. At no point did I think, hey, he's in bother here." Like it just <laughs> came up. I mean, and some of the guys he's fighting are like double the size of him and stuff. Like, I think as well when you're saying about how you didn't think he was in trouble because they because they focused all on. Like he's killed people in the ring, you could get killed. You're like, well, I know I'm going to have him fucking dead in the ring. That's not going to be the end of the film. Whereas, if to me, if they didn't focus on that as much, you might have felt there was more chance of him not succeeding. Obviously, because I didn't know the actual story and didn't realize it was a true story and all that too. And then coming back to the thing that I was saying earlier, I can't. I don't know if it was you, Sean, that said, but I was saying how they obviously portrayed the main event guy as like this asshole. Is it was more the fact I would have thought that to get obviously sign off for a film you would have to like go to each character because it's based on a true story to say, are you okay with this? You couldn't just put something out there that is it's not true. Do you know what I mean? It'll be bad... long. It'll be Sorry? long. Uh, he died in the fifties. Oh, I true. So well, his family <laughs> though they could be unhappy. They could be. No, unhappy. I would imagine they would have spoke to his family and that. You know what I mean? Aye. So that's some. So I'm just mean in terms of how like how why you wouldn't how why you wouldn't just tell the true story because it's based on a true story but we've just realised that I think unless... the keyword there is based because as we know with these types of films there's a point I was kind of going to make that making it blow for blow like for as it happened back then oh yeah huh? maybe it doesn't make for a good enough story to sell to Hollywood so I think even kind of as we're touching back on Max Bear again. Back to the guy that actually died in the ring. He sat beside him for thirty minutes after he punched him with an ambulance coming. He's not a bad guy, but they've made him out to be some uh-huh. sort of ultimate Hollywood villain. It was kind of like remember we watched Borg Macano a while back, and they kind of portrayed that out as like needle yeah. and that. When in reality, the needle probably wasn't anywhere near as bad as what as is. That's all it is. We need Russell Crowe's the hero. We need to set somebody up to fight him at the end. That's all. That's done for. Mm-hmm. And I the right. guy that apparently died in the ring died in a, a fight with that Max Bear didn't kill him. Max Bear fought him. He then got meningitis, then fought somebody else and died in the ring. But for somehow they portrayed it in this film, it was Max Bear that actually killed him. 
I think there was one hundred said that um how they'd I think it killed one in the ring, but then they said in the wee when they were in the room and they were showing the clips, I think they said something like the other one he didn't kill him in the ring, but he went into another fight. And then another fight he basically died. I'm sure that's what he said, Bonsai. Uh, it was like he died in the ring, but when they did like when they looked at his when they looked at it after it, they said, Oh, it was because of the previous fight you had. It was not dislodged his brain or something like that, was yeah. it? <laughs> but in reality it was yeah, the boy had meningitis. <laughs> but he was still he dislodged his brain, but he was still able to like fight again. <laughs> what? He nearly won. <laughs> I think just on the portrayal uh, is, is it Max Bear? Bear mm-hmm. Bear. Uh, obviously, like as Hunter said, because I did also read that uh, it was on Wikipedia that I read that about the person that he killed in the ring uh, and how like his wife, like the the guy who died, his wife like instantly forgave him because just like just apparently she said to him like it, it could have been you kind of thing like basically saying like the two years get in there she knows the risk mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, like it, you can still portray him as like a killer and like a serious threat to him. Even if he was a nice guy, but like he was making comments about like his wife and stuff like that. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. the portrayal of him being a wanker basically. Mm-hmm. Like it probably would have had more of an effect if he was like a silent type, and he was just like, oh, like, he's fought two people in the ring who both died. This guy's a killer kind of thing. You don't need him slagging Russell Crowe's yeah. wife and all that. Like at the black tie event they were at, and then in the ring he makes a couple of comments as well. Like they could have. Mm-hmm. I, I think it would have been better if they went down that route of. Just him, just basically being a mute, and just obviously focus on the fact that he's killed two people in the ring, and there is a danger there in terms of him just being a mouthy wee kind of prick. Mouthy prick. What <laughs> I was just going to kind of bring it back in to kind of maybe the performances. We kind of I feel like we've segued more into boxing, more into reviewing boxing, and more into yeah. reviewing movies a bit here. But I did, for regards to the film, uh, the acting performances, I thought were all right. Russell Crowe was decent. Uh, I thought Paul Giamatti was very good. And also Paddy Considine as well. Uh, much loved that, that, that blew me away that he was in this. Like, I just, I, I thought it was, it was really good. I thought he was probably the best. Um, yeah. But it just really, I thought that was, I don't know, has he been in a lot of Hollywood films, uh, Paddy Considine? I think Stephen Graham probably gets all the roles that he goes up for in Hollywood, eh? so yeah, I it just seemed. I mean, he was good. Um, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't. I know you guys were saying about Giamatti. I didn't actually like him in this. I do usually like him. Um, what is it? Is it Man on the Moon? He's in with Jim Carrey. Um, is that right? No. Yeah. Aye. I I really like him in that, but um, in this, I just felt like. I mean, this is partly the writing as well. I felt like he was repeating himself a lot. And uh, I just really felt like I don't know. I just didn't. It was meant to be like a likable character, and I just didn't. Didn't well, take it at all. On that, there was that scene. Sorry, Daniel, where where Russell Crowe's coming and begging, and he's like almost pleading poverty. But then the minute he's making the money again, he's his best pal. He's fucking in his corner, coached him, and I just like if you have that much of the upstanding guy that you pretend to be, should you be the one, the first one to help well, him when he's coming all, begging? Well, that's all a front, wasn't it, as well? Like, when, when his wife turned up at his flat, it uh, was completely empty. So he had that um, either. Aye. Aye, and also he was the one that actually gave him the money for to be training, if it's the same guy. So I don't know, I'm assuming that's actually... He was obviously it. wanting Russell Crowe to go back to it so that they could, he could make both of them money, which, uh-huh. I mean, yeah. that's fine. That's what these cunts do, eh? But it was just in general, his performance, I just... To be honest, it's not just him. I didn't think many of the performances were that great. We watched Rennie Zellweger in Chicago, like, not that long ago. And mm-hmm. I, I thought she was, like, obviously, I didn't really rate the movie that much, but I thought she was outstanding. But in this, again, it was just like, it was a fucking hard watch. Like, a lot of it was about Russell Crowe, though, as well. There wasn't, I know they had scenes together, but it was rare that she actually had, she didn't have much input, I wouldn't say, to that show. Drill. How long she was on screen. Paddy Considine had even less, and I thought he was superb. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But the wee boy, one of, one of his sons at one point, um, is it when he steals something for the butcher or something? Mm-hmm. Even yeah. Salami. That's his only scene. Um, and just the way the wee boy like bursts into tears and stuff like that. I thought that was better than most of the acting done by like the guys that are getting paid like millions and millions of dollars. I felt like um, this was going hunting for the Oscars. 
but didn't they ever land? But it won anything that I've no actually got a clue. Three nominations, zero wins. I mean, it's the type of film that every actor in it was trying to win an Oscar. They were really trying to overact, like, and I feel like, because it's the guy, what's his name? Is it Don Howard, the director? Yes. So he wins a lot of Oscars and all that. Like, I felt like they expected this to be some amazing, triumphant, Oscar-winning movie. And they're all trying their best to act, but, like, it just falls pretty flat for me, man, this film. I think. What, it, what else is that Ron Howard uh, directed then? Um, he did like Apollo 13, he did hundreds of stuff. He's like one of the most successful directors ever. Um, I'll I'm get. Starting out on Happy Days. Started out in Happy Days. He's the ginger guy for Happy Days. Eh? Oh, really? Oh. Kyle look us up uh, Ron Howard's filmography if he wants to get on it. But um, I, I just felt like it was really disappointing. See, by the end, I just I just felt a bit like, my God, is this no done yet? Like, I'm not saying it's <laughs> not one of the worst films we've seen. It's definitely not one of the worst. Mm-hmm. But, no, but it's maybe near one of the best either. No, it was a bit of a real slog for me. After I kind of struggled with this one a wee bit, if I'm honest. Because I went, I went and spoke to Leslie after I watched it, and I was like, schmaltzy is the word that I used. And she's supposed to <laughs> yes. laughing. Schmaltzy. I was like, that's how I felt after it. It was just, I need mere edge. And when it's a boxing movie, it can mm-hmm. shoot off plenty of edge. Yeah. Just fucking never had any anywhere near that. Well, some of the movies for, for Ron Howard I've got up here is uh, one that we've done before, I think, Rush. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Angels and Demons, The Da Vinci Code, A Beautiful Mind, Apollo 13, Willow. Great movie. Um, and that's pretty much it. So I've not heard the other ones. Pavarotti. I've never watched Pavarotti. What's that about now? <laughs> <laughs> Pasta, is it not? <laughs> You'll make me hungry. I don't know, man. It just—I think this is like you, Bunsy. Uh, sorry, Dubs. I just think it was a bit like bland. It was like flavorless yogurt or beige paint. You know what I mean, like you, usually just... that's right up my street. But when it comes to a two and a half hour film, it's like, <laughs> uh, I need I need a bit of edge, Ken. I need a bit of spice. Mm-hmm. Aye, a bit of spice. I said a few weeks ago that I was a a salty shake man without the salt. And I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. So that's <laughs> right, up right up my street. That's funny. That's funny. How that's that's all kicked back in. It's like, a, mean, like I, a bottle of red milk. Is that not just like white water? water. Basically? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far with the milk, but I, but I, similar. I, I mean, I've, I've not really said much about this one, but I'm struggling to remember if I even liked parts of it or no, because I feel like it was just on. Like it's nothing. That that's exactly what the film was, though. You could, you don't know what happened after it. Because I was like, oh, like Bonzi said, oh, that the difference between the actual his life and the actual fighting, I just kind of merged into one for me, like because it was the same scenes in the in the room, like was mentioned earlier, like oh, you're poor, you're poor again, you're a wee bit less poor, you've got a wee bit money, you're a wee bit poor again. Uh, I quite liked the bit where he went and gave the money back that he'd been claiming, but they seemed to make a for about 30 seconds they made a big thing about the fact that he went claiming for support mm-hmm. and then that was it it was just over it was like they hadn't built that into his character that he was against that do you know what i mean so if they're in that great yeah. depression and they're really struggling it was never mentioned once about oh but we could sign on and get a wee bit of cash it kept fighting on with his broken hand and stuff like that to be honest like i was going to say like when he was kind of struggling and the stuff about them being poor and all that i know daniel you were saying it kind of dragged but I didn't actually mind that bit, but because like the, I would say like the last hour just completely fucking dragged, it just takes away from the, the rest of it, I think, when that happens, eh? I'm just going to add on as well. Did we ever get a reason or have I missed this? Yeah, the way that was on fucking death's door at one point, and the next scene they were all fucking up jumping about together with three of them. Like, there was, they actually <laughs> like, to what the way think... had, how the way got cured, just by turning the lecky back on. Was that all it needed? No, I think... Um... That uh, Ray Selberger's character sent them off to our sisters and our mums and stuff like that. And then so they were, magic- they were magically better after that. <laughs> well, it's like I, the I scene in there. She, she was dying of cough. <laughs> <laughs> Whooping cough. <laughs> Just cough. And you don't see them again until they come home, and obviously they've got a bit of money. The other thing I was going to say as well is that one of the bits that I didn't really get why they included in the film, you know how he meets this guy when he um, he's working with him and then. 
he ends up dying because he's in like a protest against and he gets I was gonna mention that as well. I don't know if anybody can shed any oh. light on that. I don't understand why that was in the film. Like I got a bit lost because it, it never got to state. I could understand it if it was like his best pal or something. Was it something to do with like the union or yeah, the uh, union? Uh, was it more like against the government or? and all that? With they like how how the uh, it's in the midst of the Great were. Depression that this uh, film set. I just didn't get why it was included though because I d- you didn't feel there wasn't like a great friendship between the two. So obviously he dies, but you didn't really feel anything because you're like, well, we don't know enough about the character and. Well, the first scene was like when he had his broken hand and he finally gets picked to uh-huh. work, and then he's working it's with him. him. Mm-hmm. I and he basically and then the boss came over and basically mentioned the black cast on his hand, mm-hmm. and he said it's it's no slowing us down. So he basically kept him on a job. So that's I suppose where like, he's obviously I know it's a very very small gesture and stuff like that, and it's only it's a very small part of the film, but I suppose it it's just kind of goes there. Then I'm sure they went out for a beer straight after it. Yeah. As well. Straight after that shift, so they've obviously bonded, and again, you don't see it all because we'd, we'd be sitting there for hours if we were going through every single point in his life and every relationship they had and in his life and stuff like that. So it's just wee things I think that have been planted in there to suggest that they have got quite a strong friendship. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's a waste. It is a waste, though. I think this, this is more to my point. Like you're meant to understand that. During the Great Depression, there was turmoil between unions, which has caused this guy to go into a protest, which has caused police to trample. Like, who gives a fuck? Honestly, who gives two shits? Like, yeah. it's a boxing film, a poor guy. Like, Aye. it's just too, too many different things. Like, um, that's what I was just going to say there, though. Like, so we're in like our mid 30s, right? Imagine, like, somebody maybe five years younger than us or 10 years younger than us watched that. Like, like they're going to know even less about that than what we would, mm-hmm. and we're like sitting there like clueless, like mm-hmm. what the fuck was that all about? I was guessing it was something to do with the unions or something like that, and like it doesn't even really say what the Great Depression is either. Like we know everybody's poor, but we didn't really know what was it a recession basically, or again, it's just not really explained. Right, we'll get started off. What's that thing? Is it like was it black or whatever it was? There was that day in the twenties where the stock market like. Crashed. Uh-huh. And it's it's mentioned... like years to recover for it. Kind of like fucking the credit crunch back. The, the closest thing we've probably seen to it. Now you mentioned it, I do mention how both of them used to uh, deal in stocks and shares when him and uh-huh. his pal are sitting having the beer, but I didn't click onto that as well. So obviously now that you're saying that, again, that's just an ex- it's probably like 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 Dub says, it's probably just expected that either you're a bit older watching the film, so you understand mm-hmm. it, or that you're gonna either do some reading before it, which nobody's really going to do, or you're going to read about it after it to find more about it, but um, and there is films that I would watch and then read about after it and try and if there's things that I've missed or whatever, but some films obviously you just sort of watch and then you're just done with. Again, it's kind of on that, it's the way that they portray it in this film, like you had that fight and then he was penniless, like there's, but then also Mm -hmm. if you go back and read in his record, he was fighting hundreds of fights in between Basically, the two fights that you see in the film, yeah. the second one that, yeah. like, so it was the penniless. He might have been poor, but they're making it look as if he was fucking. Mm-hmm. Ah, he was living in the fucking house for Willy Wonka, like just every oh. cut in the same bed, like. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe the wee lassie got the same effect that fucking Grandpa Joe got when the gold ticket came out. Right. <laughs> instantly, instantly better. I'm just looking at some of the the goofs that are related to this movie on a. Uh, IMDb and we've touched a bit on it be like being a based on a true story, but no, actually they're just changing things for artistic viewing. After the opening fight in the late twenties, James goes home to his wife May and their three kids, um, but they never actually got married until the thirties. <laughs> but yeah, just shoehorn her in there like they're not what to um, tell us all about a love story then, I suppose, are they? Yeah. Just hover there for the start. And it also said here that the New, the New York Times called the Bear Braddock fight one of the worst heavyweight championship contests in the long history of the ring. Wow. So let's, let's make a film about it. Right. But uh, I'm very much in the camp of it was just a bit meh. Like I didn't, I've, I've never seen it and it's never really shouted out as one that I've wanted to see. So this probably just ties in with the fact that it was just a bit semi boring, a bit plain, a bit ready salted for Sean. Um there was nothing that jumped out, even like 
the acting wasn't particularly great. I felt like Russell Crowe was just the same in every single scene. Like he had the same expression, the yeah. same tone. I'm not, a big, I'm not a big lover of him, to be honest. Like, right. see, see, this one, he didn't feel seem overly happy when things were going well, or overly sad when things were going badly. Like, he just was fucking. I don't know, nonplussed most of the time. He just didn't seem that all that fussed. I know sometimes he was what he, what he was saying made it seem like he should be upset, but he just didn't look upset. If you know what I mean. He was just <laughs> when he came back, I think his his kids were gone, and there was barely a reaction at him. Aye, <laughs> like that's a perfect example. Like he, he, what he's saying is, you should never have sent them away. But he's just saying it in such a fucking who gives a fuck way. Dane monotone. Yeah. Up. Uh, I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of him. I've still never watched Gladiator from start to finish. I want to say I've started it a couple of times and just never got to the end of it. I think I have watched it, but I don't remember being like blown away by it at all. Not the same with it, John Anderson in it anyway. What about uh, American Gangster? <laughs> Any seen that? We watched it for this. No. Did you rate that one quite highly? No. Nah. I remember. <laughs> I liked that. <laughs> There's a shot. Sean no. Russell Crowe feeling the Yeah, I think he's actually quite good in that, Ian oh. Russell Crowe, because he is actually like, well, he's. Re- well, I mean, he's down on his luck in this movie as well, but uh, he never really comes out of that. And in, in that movie, I do quite like him in that, to be fair. Um, but it's not that good a movie, really. I know it's bang average, just yeah. like this film that we've just watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we got some trivia. Sorry, Bugs, I'm stealing the limelight like here. Mate. Just about to go there as well. But, oh, right. Sorry, um, I just... Anybody else want to add first before I go to Hunter for some trivia? Negative. On you go, Hunter. Right, so Hi, we sir. touched on it earlier uh, with the three Oscar nominations. One of them was actually for Paul Giannati and the supporting role. The one thing, actually, just on Dubsy's point, right, I think his acting's good, but the character's stupid. And what I don't get, right, is he's promoter. His manager or his fucking boxing coach because oh, feel, feel, what was that guy that's shown him the video uh, that, that Max Bear took killing two folk? I'm sure he's the promoter because it's him that revokes his license and all that. Does he know? I I thought he was like the boxing board, the whatever. I don't think he was in to do with his that fighter. I thought he because I thought he was on the side of the other. Aye, the, he's the, like a middle man. I didn't know if they were kind of trying to portray him and like some of the other guys in the suits and that, that they were kind of like connected or on the fringes of like organised crime and that. It wasn't really made implicit, eh? But I just kind of, I felt like that. That was kind of what they were, they were getting at. Just like everything else in this film, I saw they didn't need that, but they didn't give you yeah. it, really. And it's, it's also the fact um, that when he, you know, when he goes like begging and that they're all just, he goes to Madison Square Garden and all the folk are just sitting there. What is that what the day, like every day, they just all sit at Madison Square Garden? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like what? Just to jump in with who he was, who Paul Giamatti was up against for best performance as a supporting role, it was William Hurt for a history of violence, uh, Sean's favourite actor, Jake Gyllenhaal in Brokeback Mountain. Matt Dillon in Crash, and the eventual winner, which was George Clooney in Syriana. Then you heard that. What a pile of shit. Right. And he still couldn't win. <laughs> so uh, other actors that were considered for the lead role were Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Clive Owen, Billy Bob Thornton, and Mark Wahlberg. They're all the same, Matt. Clive Owen. They're all the same person apart from Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> Uh, that's all the same guy. <laughs> so after defeating Max Bear for the heavyweight championships, James Braddock fought only two more fights before retiring. He actually waited two years before defending his title, so he fucking sat on that after fighting like every six weeks. I'm just Sounds like that Tyson Fury. That was after me saying that they used to fight like every month and that. Uh, the body <laughs> so I got this. So he fought that, he defended his title one, and then he lost. Uh, his next fight after that is a retired. He hung up his gloves at the age of 32. Are they trying to portray fucking Russell Crowe as some sort of fucking 30 year old in this? Eh? <laughs> must be. And he's well, early, he must be in his mid 20s at the start. Aye. 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 So see, at the, like, the first fight that we see, he was actually, well, the real life person was 23 when he, in the late 20s. He was so married. They kept calling him old man <laughs> throughout the film as well. Like, like uh, in, the, in the last fight, he was kind of calling him an old man. I was a bit confused as to like, what age yeah. at that point. Yeah. That was a bit confusing, but 
And last one, I kind of touched on the stuff with Max Bear and uh, what happened in the ring with him. So the final point I have here is to film the final fight, the seats were filled with 15,000 blow-up dummies with masks and hats. So it wasn't just folk hanging about Madison Square Garden all the time, it was some blow-up dolls in there. It should be cheaper just to grab some folk off the street and let them come and sit in for five minutes. <coughs> you think so? Yeah. The fucking effort they're going to for that as well. My score's just sliding down with every one of these bits of trivia. Like. <laughs> I was just doing a, the quick maths on there to see um, the difference between a boxer back then and a boxer now. So we've mentioned that a few times. So um, Max Beer fought for two years less than what Tyson Fury has already fought. Tyson Fury has had 34 professional fights and uh, Max Beer had 81. Aye. See, I don't know, maybe this might be a wee bit slightly, like, I don't know, racist or something like that, but I'm sure, like, like Filipino boxers and that, they do, like, 200 fights and that, like, that they're just fucking mental. Oh. <laughs> and, like, Mexico and stuff like that, I'm sure they're the same. That's like they're always, like, up there with like, the Olympics and that, because it's all just... Like, Pacquiao, I bet you've got Pacquiao. I bet yeah. Pacquiao's had, like, a fucking silly amount of fights. He's probably still fighting as well. I'm sure he is, because I think... Um, who was it one recently? Chris, the, uh, not Mr. Chris Eubank. It was somebody else called him out recently. Count well, Chris Eubank Jr. did one the other week there, didn't he? No, I, I don't think it was him that called him out, though. Maybe it was, but I, somebody called him out recently, I saw. So he must still be. He must have been recently retired. He's still fighting. Called him out. <laughs> one of the easiest guys to get a hoodie. <laughs> Cut a promo already. Well, he, he's on he's on 70, 72 fights. Um, the bit that I see him for Pacquiao recently is that he wants to fight in the 2024 Olympics. I think he needs to keep fighting because the Philippines economy relies on him fighting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Does it really? <laughs> like, like, he donates like millions and millions and millions to the Philippines, like every year, like massive amounts to the other country. He's not like Prime Minister there that long ago, too. He was center. He was also he also had a professional basketball career in in the Philippines. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's Where one of the does he find the time? There. He's five foot five. <laughs> he's a giant. Are you jealous? Aye, of him? He's, I, in the Philippines, he's like the second tallest man there. <laughs> well, we're on a slippery slope here, guys. Let's get one. Let's move this along. Cut that. Right, right. Right. <laughs> we'll go to our scoring now. Um, I'll start off with Sean, please. Ah. Uh, uh... As I said, I, I, I really enjoyed this. I, I'd imagine this will be the highest score uh, out of the lot. I'm going to give it a, a 4.5. What? Wow. <laughs> I like how there was some... He wasn't sure if it was going to be the highest score. Oh, it most definitely will be. Yep. That's what, I, that's what I graded it in my head uh, when I finished it, and all the negativity <laughs> flying about here is not going to change that. I'm happy though, Sean, since it's my pick, so thank you. Bonds, hey, you're you're gonna next. Out, are you going to make it that, though, are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say me next, Bonds? Yeah, you, you next, please. Uh, a nice, solid two for this. Cool. Um, I'll go next, so I'm going to... I can't remember a higher score than this, but we've kind of abused it. So shite bag. Absolute shite bag. <laughs> no, but I've realised as well, Sean, it's like when I come in and I talk about films, then even for my comments... If I gave it, see, I came in with like a 3.5 or something. My comments don't deserve a 3.5, so obviously I didn't enjoy it as much. So I'm going to downgrade it because obviously talking about it hasn't made it hit the same. So I'm going to downgrade mine to a 3. It's very big of you to admit that, Craig, and just say yeah. it. Like, mm-hmm. Thanks. I forgot there I was to tell who was next. I was just going to sit there and wait for Kyle. So <laughs> we'll, go to, we'll go to Dubs next, please. 2.5 for me. Um, and I've pretty much coloured all my notes. So I, I, I had a higher score than that, but I, I've, I've downgraded it. Ash. <laughs> uh, Kyle, please. I, I'm going to come slightly less than Daniel. I'll give it a 1.75. Just, it was just there. Wasn't it uh, wasn't horrific? Okay. But it wasn't enjoyable. Like, to, be, to be 2.5 and up, it has to be at least enjoyable, I think. So this just wasn't there for me. And finally, Hunter. 2.75. Cool. So that's bang on Hunter's score. So that's a 2.75 overall. Nice. So 
you need to tell us how that goes in the leaderboard, Kel, because I can't... I know, but is it, see, because you're hosting, I've totally forgot that. I just have to come back to make shit ready. I'll fill in the gap, so next... Yeah, go on, fill in, fill in the time that everyone's laughing at. 2.75, you said, yeah? Yeah. So well, next, there'll be promo for us. Next week, we've got another uh, boxing film, which is Daniel's one. Um, after him calling himself mirrorless, I'll fill that part in for you. Um, and it's Rocky that we're watching, which I haven't seen. I've seen wee bits of it, and Dubs hasn't seen either. I think if Dells has. So that may... I think that'll score maybe a wee bit higher. Possibly. Well, more than Sean, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I found that 2.75 must be one of our most popular scores because there's quite a lot of films that have got that exact score. So I'll just read them in alphabetical order, I think. Um, we've got Back to the Future. Funny enough, a Sean favourite. Feels like every single movie that we do <laughs> always has the same score as Back to the Future or one of the <laughs> Bet if you went back and listened to every podcast. And this is just coming in right now to Back to the Future. <laughs> well, well, back to the future, Mad Max Fury Road, Memento, Midsummer, Smile, and The Shape of Water. Well, I think I scored Smile really high. Didn't realize it was that low. There we go. And then slightly below Ford versus Ferrari, if I remember that one. Can't just mind that. And Coach Carter. Why, that was better than this, Coach Carter. Anyway, I think that's us all done, unless any's want, anything, want to add anything before we finish off. No. No, thank you. Cool. Right, well, I'm not going to do Kyle's usual speech because I'll get tongue-tied, so I'm just going to thank everybody for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Thank <laughs> 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 you. Yeah, happy with yourself, Bonzo. Very. Look at the you smile so... on his face. <laughs> yeah, he was so happy. <laughs> That smile's always waving right now. <laughs> Sorry I don't speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron. That's not against the law. God, you fucking moron. Stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? Ah! You moron. Drop dead. Moron. Stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron! A moron! Bid you farewell and good luck, morons. Bye.